You're listening to Dig in the Dirt, the allotment show with Russ and Jake. And welcome to the show. I'm Russ up here in Lancashire. And Jake, are you there on the line from Derbyshire? I'm here loud and clear, Russ. Hey, Great that's... to be back. Yeah, it's good to uh, good to hear you, Jake. It's been a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. It has been a little while. So we'll explain a bit about that, I think, yeah. as, we, uh, as we go on. And, uh, well, in today's show, what have we got in today's show? Well, we're going to be talking about what we've been up to on our allotments. Uh, we'll be talking about Jake's bad back as well, how that came about. Um, up and coming jobs we can be getting on with. Uh, we'll be talking about resources in the garden as well uh, that you can find online if people are still out there of course on lockdown and there's many many people that that are we'll be talking about gardening news and we have a fantastic interview with a nursery a garden center very very close to me up here in Lancashire it's what I call a proper garden center Um, just plants a small shop with just the things just to do with gardening. There's no bookshop there. There's no shoe shop or anything like that. Just a real traditional third generation, I believe, uh, garden centre. So we'll be talking to David Rigby, the owner or, uh, of the garden centre there. And um, and what else? What What's on the TV uh, that we can be tuning into as well. So we've got a lot coming up, Jake, on this first show for a little while. Yeah, action-packed. It is, as as always. Now, um, before we talk about your bad back, uh, Jake, <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I've dropped. I've, I've don't mind that. at all. I didn't, I didn't tell you we were going to talk about that, did I? <laughs> no. <laughs> so we'll fire. I'll keep everybody in suspense about that in a minute. Yeah. But uh, firstly, I've got to just thank Sure, down here on my allotment uh, uh, here in Lancashire, I was desperate to get hold of some onion sets. Now I'm going back now to uh, late March, early April. This was this would be Uh, now, Jake. As you know, my my dad sadly passed away the middle of April, and uh, that's the reason why we didn't have the last uh, show. I've been down in in Shropshire looking after me, looking after me dad, and um, uh, and uh, one. One of my very, very earliest memories was planting onion sets with me dad. And um, wow. and I just realized this year, yeah. for some reason, I hadn't got any at oh, all. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and... and you know, it was a bit a bit sadder because it was a, a yeah. great memory, really. Yeah. One of my very very earliest memories um, of of gardening, really. Yeah. And uh, I was desperate, you know. To, to to get hold of some sets and just to to put them in uh, a bit of nostalgia of course and yeah. uh, and I couldn't find any online because the you know the lockdown had just started yeah. you know uh, sort of middle of March wasn't it now yeah and yeah. Uh, couldn't find anywhere and I just happened to be talking um, online to Sean who looks after our allotments up here and uh, and he said. I'll sort you out. So by the time I came back up from uh, Shropshire, there was uh, a a good bag full of onion sets. So, uh, so Oh, what a friend. That's brilliant. Yeah, and I was just so chuffed, you know. Yeah. And and it was lovely. So uh, in they went, of course, and I'm pleased to say they're, they're coming up. You know, really, really well at, at, Fantastic. at the moment. But uh, but it's funny, isn't it? How, how certain things just trigger yeah. a memory, just little things like that. Really, you know. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, 
um, you know, favourite gardens or a, a memory from the past in the garden and, and people, of course, that you meet yeah. and, uh, and stuff like that. So uh, a big thanks to Sean for, for, um, for sorting me out with those. It was really something special at the time. So uh, Good man, Sean. Yeah, thank you, Sean. Now, uh, Jake, we've got to talk about your favourite TV gardener. Who do you think I'm talking about here now? That's got to be Big Jim McCall. Jim McCall, of course it is. Now, Jim has uh, only gone and been awarded the highest award from the RHS. And and it's a a phenomenal award, really. Uh, It's the uh, Royal Horticultural Society's uh, Victoria Medal of Honour. And and it really is something incredibly special because there's only... Uh, 63 medals uh, held at any one time. And wow. um, so, you know, they, they it, it's very, very prestigious, really, is yeah. this. And uh, and I wonder where the heck did that 63 come from? Uh, and apparently, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I didn't know. So you know me. Uh, I, yeah. I go off on a mission. And uh, it's um, for the 63 years that Queen Victoria was on the throne. Oh, so, wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. So it dates back this medal to 1897. Um, wow. And as I said, it's this very special uh, honour by the society. So uh, Jim, I don't think he's been um, presented with it yet, actually, because of the lockdown and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But uh, but he's got it. That's the main thing. I can't think of a more deserving gardener. No, it's it's fantastic. And and you know, when you look back at uh, the work that that he's done in in the past, I mean, we all know him, of course. Um, most of us through uh, through Beechgrove, don't we? Of course, and that, yeah, of course, I mean, that, yeah. And that's amazing in in itself, isn't it? It goes back to the I think the late seventies, isn't it, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. There, but when I looked at kind of uh, Jim's CV, for want of a better word, he gained his uh, Scottish and his national diploma in horticulture at uh, Agricultural College there up in um, Ockencrove, up in Scotland, of course. Yeah. Uh, worked for Reading University, uh, the Ministry yeah. of Agriculture, the uh, advisory service in Shropshire. Of course, that's my home county, so he, he must have worked Excellent. in my home county. Uh, yeah. The National Agricultural Advisory Service. He worked wow. there. Um, north of Scotland's College of Agriculture. He was their advisor in 1973. Goodness um, me. He's worked in uh, research. Uh, and 1978, that's when Beech Grove started. Mm. 1970. Wow. How, old, how old were you then, Jake? Oh, in 1978? Oh, I was uh, nearly seven. (laughs) Nearly seven? Blimey, Jake. (laughs) You're just a. I I had very hard paper rounds. Uh, Did you? <laughs> I had one of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? On on the on the TV since nineteen seventy eight. Wow. Phenomenal, isn't it, really, that? Absolutely. And uh and that started with George Barrett, not the George that we see mm. today. Um yeah. but that was his partner up there then. Um yeah. And again, it's not his first award. He won the uh, Scottish Horticultural Medal, 1982. Uh, mm-hmm. MBE as well. We, uh, he was awarded the MBE, 1996. Brilliant. An RHS Veach Memorial Medal in the year 2000. He's got them all, oh, Jake. He's got a full cabinet there. He blinking has, yeah. <laughs> In- incredible. Wouldn't like to polish all those awards, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, his, his, his living room's going to be like Man United's trophy cabinet. It is. I'm, uh, Sharon would like that. You know, she's a big Man United fan. Excellent. 
Absolutely. So, um, and and Jake, I know you're, you're missing Jim on the TV, although it's... Absolutely. There's a few repeats, isn't there? Um, yeah. Now and again of, of Beach Grove and Beach Grove repotted is it or something like that can't remember now but something like yeah that. and they have a few clips in the uh lockdown show of previous seasons they as well do. don't they yeah so you can still um uh, catch up with jim uh, there of course but he what he writes a um a weekly column in a scottish newspaper so if you get online and yeah. have a look at a uh, for a newspaper called the press and journal uh, Will do. You'll see his weekly column up, up there, so you can still get your fix of good old Jim McCall. Uh, I'm a happy man. There you go. So, Jake, what have you been up to then uh, since we last spoke? Been a lot going on, I think. Uh, yeah, well, um, apart from moving house, took, uh, took on two new plots last year and yes. uh, been doing a lot of work in the garden at home as well, which is probably what did my back in. <laughs> oh, do you reckon? So, yeah, because you're um, a no dig fan of course aren't you yeah i am uh, uh, on the on the plots it's all, all no dig apart from um, obviously planting fruit trees um yes. but um when, when we've been planting things at home like particularly roses and things that we brought from other houses uh, i've had to dig to do that and i think that's what's done it <laughs> oh gosh yeah well take it easy I'll take try. it easy there yes yeah so um on the allotment at the moment what is uh what's in in the polytunnels, in the greenhouse, what's outside? What's what's coming up? Give us a bit of a roundup of that. Right. Well, uh, tomatoes, cucumbers are planted in the greenhouse. Courgettes are out. Um, most brassicas are planted. I've still got some more to go. Potatoes are doing well. Great. Peas, uh, sown carrots, swede, parsnips, leeks, spring onions, and been harvesting broad beans and onions already. Anyway. Oh, terrific. Uh, broad beans, did you say already? Yeah, uh, overwintered. Oh right, yeah. I was going to say mine. Mine are nowhere. N- the the flowers are on them, but uh, yeah, they're nowhere near ready. So wh- when yeah. did you set those off then for overwinter? Uh, uh, I put them in um, probably in October, I think October or okay. November. Um, as with with overwintering, you suffer a lot of losses. So yes. probably yeah. about two thirds of them um, <laughs> just kind of rotted but the ones that have survived are producing nicely just as a foretaste of uh, the spring planted ones yeah great so they're a good month or or two early aren't they absolutely absolutely delicious certainly than than mine oh that that's that's fantastic well done well done. Um, yeah, what have think, you got going, Russ? Uh, well, um, the greenhouse is pretty much empty now, right. really. I've got um, succession salads uh, coming up yeah. there. Of course, seedlings coming up. I've got uh, fennel. Uh, yeah. I haven't grown from seed before, so I've wow. um, I've had a go at that. And so, uh, and they're looking pretty good and healthy. So they'll be. Um, I've just potted those on actually, so they'll be going out uh, fairly soon. Yeah. Um, Turnips, um, so I've grown those in modules. Some are out now um, in the beds, but there's there's still a few um, uh, stragglers in in the greenhouse there. Yeah. So not not so many seedlings. They're they're pretty much uh, all out. But again, I've got me um, uh, tomatoes coming up and um, cucumbers. Excellent. Uh, peppers as well. Sweet peppers um, coming up as well. So um, and I've cleaned the greenhouse. I Excellent. Took- I took the advice and uh, I finally got round to cleaning 
the glass. And I tell you what, it does make a hell of a difference with the light yeah. coming in. Yeah. Uh, it, so it didn't. Was, was that from the conversation with Malcolm? It was. <laughs> it was. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. I, I just used, you know, I know Malcolm use a, uses a, a proper cleaning agent. I think his is a yeah. bit, you know, because I think he said, didn't he, he's down there in South Wales and against yeah. all the elements. So, um, yeah. so mine was just, uh, you know, um, a bit of elbow grease, soap and water yeah. and, and away to go. Um, and yeah. th- they didn't look too bad, but actually when you finish, yeah. it's the extra light coming in is really yeah. noticeable, really. So, Oh, uh, definitely, yeah. A- a- absolutely. So, uh, so that's looking, you know, pretty clean and tidy and organised. And everything else. Um, so um, I think I mentioned before, because of the lockdown, yeah, I'm doing all my work at home, and I'm just saving probably three three hours a day or more when I would normally yeah. be driving to and from wherever I'm working that day. So uh, I'm just putting that extra bit of time to good use. So I've sorted out Excellent. my shed, sorted out my greenhouse, yeah, uh, and everything else. Um, so what uh, what else? Me, me, Gooseberries are coming on well. Excellent. Uh, red currants. Um, yeah. I planted them last year. They didn't do much last year, but but this year, lots and lots of berries coming up there. But I've just noticed the birds are brilliant, are helping themselves to them. So I've just oh, them crikey, up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so they're just just covered up at the moment, but they're looking great actually. Yeah. So I'm pleased with with those. I, I, I took some cuttings at the end of last year when I pruned it back a little bit. Oh, so, excellent. Yeah, so we've got three um, little plants for the future that are going to be uh, coming up there. Um, what else have I got? Strawberries. Um, yeah. So we've had our first three or four harvests of strawberries out of the greenhouse. Oh, so, fantastic. So I've got uh, big pots in the in the greenhouse to get an, an, yeah. an, a very early kind of um, crop. And uh, but nothing outside just yet. So right. Um, so perhaps, yeah, mine are still flowering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So perhaps another month or so, and they'll be uh, they'll be out there. Um, garlic as well has done incredibly well. Uh, oh yeah, year. it seems to be a brilliant year for garlic. Uh, absolutely, they they've swollen up. Absolutely, fan, probably the best I've I've ever had. So I've got some. Uh, uh, I think they were early purple. Uh, yeah. Whites. Um, uh huh. So they're going to be ready probably, uh, well, I think there's some ready now, actually, but yeah. probably a week or two. And, um, and then I got some later ones that have got to develop a bit, uh, a bit more. Uh, sweet corn is out there. That's about uh, two and a half, three foot tall at the moment. So that's, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, Mine's only about six inches tall at the moment. Are you joking? Ah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I obviously started all these off in the greenhouse yeah. first, but they're, uh-huh. they're looking great, actually. Brilliant. So I wish I'd put more in, you know, but I yeah. haven't, got, haven't got a massive plot, but uh, uh-huh. but there's plenty uh, plenty for us. Um, That's brilliant. But me dwarf beans, I've got some French beans, some dwarf beans. They're a bit small yeah. um, as well, but, um, you know, they're, they're, they're growing away. Uh, there are plenty of lettuce on the mm-hmm. go. Uh, leeks are coming up good and kale and cabbage and broccoli yeah. and cauliflower. They're all doing well. Yeah. A uh, bit of chard out there as well. Excellent. Um, but I've had a few disasters. I'm oh, afraid. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on, sorry. Oh, uh, well. Well, mine all happened at once. Uh, oh, no. I, I went down, and this was, when was this now? Probably mid-May, it must have been. Yeah. And uh, took a, a stroll just before um, uh, my breakfast, because you know my allotment's literally just around the corner from the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, took the fleece off, uh, and everything was fine. Um, 
and went back at uh, about half past five uh, that evening, same day. Yeah. And the um, uh, the first noticed the potatoes. Yeah. Which were up about I don't know two inches, three yeah. inches, something like that. Totally black and yeah. wilted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Same with me courgettes. Uh huh. And same with the runner beans. Crikey, yeah. Uh, and they were fine in the morning. Goodness me, yeah. In the evening, uh, just just like that, and I just couldn't believe it. And I, I looked at other plots, you know, either side yeah. of me, and, uh-huh. and they were exactly the same, exactly yeah. the same. So it was that, um, yeah, I don't know if it was a frost or just a very, very uh, chilly wind, you know, a strong yeah. chilly, I don't know. but, uh, but that's have a, We did have a couple of late frosts, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And it was devastating. I was gutted. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I felt a little bit better that everybody yeah. else's looked the same. <laughs> looked the yeah. same, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, I was, I was gutted. So th- th- did you have any problems like that, or, or are you, have you been okay? Um, yeah, the, the potatoes went, went black, the homes on the top. Yes. Uh, but yeah. they've come back fine now. Um, yep. The run, runner beans um, all look dead, so yeah. I sowed more in the greenhouse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And when I was planting them out, I found that about half the ones that I thought were dead were regrowing. Well, you know what? I did the same. I, I, I said to yeah. Sharon, I said, I'm sure there's some life there. I just left yeah. them, you know, and they were brown, you yeah. know. There were uh-huh. I think, two sets of leaves out, uh, yeah. and, and that was it, and, and they, were, they were gone. But I kept... You know, ever hopeful, uh, yeah. watering them. And, of course, it was lovely and sunny, wasn't it? We had a great yeah. May there. Uh, yeah, somebody what? said it was more, more hours of sunshine than any yeah. uh, any other month on record or something. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, and I, I couldn't... <laughs> and, of course, we were hit with, you know, I suppose everything, all yeah. that uh, lush growth and that, that yeah. little late frost just did for it all. And, uh, and I thought, blimey, what am I going to do about these runners? Because I love... Yeah runner beans and oh absolutely you know putting the sticks up there it's a yeah you know a, you know spring's coming isn't it when yeah. when you start doing that and i was gutted i've got to say about that and and i found 12 seeds in a little box of you know seeds yeah. and stuff and uh so i planted them direct yeah in the soil and um this was about a week later or so uh, uh-huh. so they're coming up now and just like you, some of the yeah. original plants that I thought were dead, yeah. uh, but ever hopeful, about yeah. half of them. So again, about about six, uh, six or seven, um, uh-huh. have come back to life. You know, yeah, it's brilliant. So it it just shows, doesn't it? Really, not yeah. all is lost, but I mean, they're knocked yeah. back uh, quite a bit, aren't they? Yeah. And, and uh, one of the issues I had this year was um, seed that was either. Uh, too old or unviable so i had to d- do several signs of certain things uh, yes yeah i mean i i splashed out uh jake and bought yeah. um quite a few uh lots of uh, new seeds i went through them all. Yeah. I, have, I have this ritual sometime in january yeah uh, sitting in the front room with me tin of, yeah uh, <laughs> me, t- me tin of seeds yeah all subdivided by month when you sow them uh-huh. Brilliant. And uh and I went through the lot and uh yeah, some are a bit were a bit ancient. So I yeah. thought it's about time I uh I bought some fresh seeds. So Absolutely. Uh, so I, I didn't have that sort of problem uh 
too much yeah. this year. But uh, but it just shows, doesn't it? You you get yeah. with a frost like that, yeah, and uh, you might just be lucky, uh, mm-hmm. and, and they might just come back. The courgettes, um, actually, they looked a bit desperate, but uh, yeah. but they've all come back. You know, brilliant. So. Um, yeah, that's it's it's worth just persevering, but I, but I tell you what, I won't be planting out stuff quite so early next year. That's for sure. No, me too. Yeah. <laughs> no, you 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 learn a, a, mm. a bit of a lesson, don't you? Really, for all that lot. Um, Absolutely. So, plans for next month, then, Jake? What are you doing? All oh, right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll be planting out more brassicas, um, yeah. uh, particularly things that will be ready over winter and next spring. Um, I'll be planting out squash, pumpkins, melons, and obviously keeping on top of the weeding. Of course, yeah. Um, I'll yeah. be harvesting strawberries, potatoes. There'll be loads more broad beans. And like you, the garlic's done really well. I think it loved that dry weather. Uh, do you know what? I, I cannot wait to harvest the, the garlic that's ready now. It just looks yeah. so, so good. Uh, I just yeah. can't wait for that. So, uh, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, but I, I think it's just lots of... Uh, Lots of hoeing, isn't it? And keeping the weeds yeah. down is the the big thing from now on, isn't it, really? Yeah. And uh, uh, I've been making some comfrey, comfrey tea for feeding the tomatoes. Yes, you know, uh, I've done the same. I, I made yeah. some with um, uh, nettles to start off with. Yeah. Uh, which I think is better for um, sort of foliage, isn't it, really? Yeah, leafy things, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've just, about a week ago, I think, just... Um, uh, started to prepare a, a comfrey uh, tea in the in the bucket with full of water yeah. with a brick on the top. That lovely smell. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, yeah. So how long do you when you do that? How long do you leave that that for before you kind of decant it off? Uh, about three weeks. Yeah, three or four weeks. Yeah. And and what kind of dilution do you do you use then for your tomatoes? Uh, I usually put about a mugful to um, a, a watering can. Right. Okay. Yeah, so so uh, diluted quite quite a quite a bit then really. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit of colour to the to the water. Yeah, uh, you, you don't use that mug for your tea, do you, Jake? <laughs> Not after that. <laughs> I wouldn't, go, but it stinks, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It's awful. Absolutely. God, keep, uh, you have to keep a lid on it, don't you? Really, you do. Yeah, and there's there's some houses fairly close to the uh, the end of my allotment, so I I, I make sure I don't store it there or do anything with it there just for their sake really yeah you'd be an un- unpopular name but... yeah yeah but it's good stuff isn't it best stuff for your, oh, it's for brilliant. your uh, cucumbers and your your tomatoes yeah uh, and free yeah absolutely oh, to- free. talking of cucumbers are you growing beth alpha again this year because i think they're great i'm doing them again i am yes yeah we did that last year yeah yeah unfortunately yeah. we moved house and i had to oh. leave the um most of the cucumbers behind, so oh, no. the people who bought the house had them. <laughs> they had that with the um, with the house. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Oh, they were they were fantastic. Yeah, I I I, yeah. I don't think I'll try anything else. You know, not for a little while no. anyway. They're, they're terrific. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, my I've only got two uh, cucumber plants at 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 the moment, and uh, yeah, they're a little bit on the small yeah. side. Actually, they did they they've shot up yeah. a, a bit in the last sort of week quite noticeable but um yeah, yeah. they're gonna they look uh, nice and healthy just a little bit small that's all fantastic so yeah. i believe uh, jake you had a question sent to you somehow Ab- absolutely yeah yes. um i had a question sent in from a lady called tear from sweden ah, uh right. she was asking about um 
how to do no dig parsnips right. um okay. which is so, something that i've done a few times now um yes. so I the think, way i do it is yeah i think on, i remember sorry. you talking about this on a an earlier show weren't you yeah yeah it's quite a simple technique really it, it was a rough bit of grass yes i didn't even take up the turf i covered it with cardboard and about three inches of compost right and then yeah. sewed sewed into the compost and the ironic thing was that they grew that well that i had to use a spade to get them out of the ground <laughs> good grief so just run but, that past this again yeah so a layer, layer of cardboard directly on the grass or weeds right co cover with about three inches of compost yeah s sew into the compost and they'll grow away brilliantly Good grief. I, I had some that were about 18 inches long. Wow. So they usually say to have a fine tilth, don't they? They but, do. That's what I can't get over. Yeah, that. it's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> Gosh. And have you I done look, the same again this year? Uh, yes, absolutely, yeah. You have. Terrific, yeah. So that was Tia, was it? Or uh, Tia? Tia, yes. Thank you very much for the question, Tia. Yeah, absolutely. So um, gardening in Sweden, did you say as well? Yeah, she she does a lot of gardening and planting in old pallets, which I think is a great thing to do. Oh, right. Oh, that's good. So just recycles them. Yeah. And builds them up, fills them full of compost and, and away to go. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great way for people with smaller gardens as it well, is. or if they've got just got patios. That that's right. Or a little courtyard garden or Yeah. Or even on a balcony, I guess, of a of Definitely. A, a flat or an apartment. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny, you know, um, uh, a little later, or very shortly in the show, we'll have a chat with uh, David, yeah. as I mentioned, from the local garden centre. Excellent. And uh, one of the casualties, uh, if you can call it that, um, of the, the lockdown is the yeah. availability of um, compost. Yes. Compost yeah. and topsoil. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, we'll hear a little bit later, I think he had a delivery, uh, an Arctic delivery of topsoil because i was after some yes um it arrived i think he said on the thursday or the friday something like that yeah. uh 26 pallets uh wow. of the stuff uh yeah. and by monday uh so uh, three or four days later the lot had gone wow i think uh, a lot more people are gardening as well aren't they because they've had well, the time are. to do it yeah and uh and you can hear we were talking about this because uh, i think there's a nation out there of of new gardeners, you know, uh, which is great, which is, isn't it? Which really? is great, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely terrific. So that brings us on to a little bit of um, of news, and, uh, mm -hmm. and not great news, actually, but I read um, uh, last week, I think it was, that they reckon one-third of growers, uh, so these are suppliers to our garden centres, etc., yeah. uh, are forecast to go out a business by the end of the year so it's not looking not looking great that, is it really it's, um, it's an absolute tragedy that it, it is really and um they sort of need all the support we can get absolutely because um, they obviously prepare everything for yeah. our uh, garden centers to grow on yeah uh, etc et and uh you know most of their orders of course just cancelled because of uh yeah lockdown so you've got to feel for them uh, yeah. really so uh, not good news there, no. and i hope that's not the case really yeah. and uh, and something else i i found um uh, just looking about and uh, if anybody out there wants um ideas for gardening ideas for themselves or ideas for their kids to get them into gardening it's a fantastic a really really good website 
Uh, it's schoolgardening.rhs.org.uk. So I'll mention that again. It's www.schoolgardening.rhs.org.uk. And on that website, there must be over 300 uh, downloadable activities, all sorts of things on there. So uh, from fact sheets about plants to recycling, you know, just like uh, Tia in in Sweden, how to make planters out of pallets and stuff like that, all sorts of recycling uh, yeah. projects there's science stuff on there art things you can get into and of course how to grow a whole range of, of plants as well so it's it's kind of designed for yeah uh for kids and schools and that yeah. kind of thing but they're they're really really um good um resources really yeah i i use them a lot in lessons at school uh, yeah i was thinking of you actually when i when when i saw it there yeah and i, and I thought you must kind of tap into that and start using that oh it's it's absolutely brilliant website excellent uh, excellent yeah i i and well I've, I've just looked at a part of it really yeah you know, so um but it looks fantastic absolutely yeah. fantastic right i i think jake will um we'll just have a little break yeah and um we will just as i mentioned i popped down uh, early in the week to uh one of my local uh, garden centres and nurseries. It's Pimbo Garden Centre in Skelmersdale, mm-hmm. up here in in Lancashire, uh, and it's owned um, by uh, two two brothers, uh, third generation. Um, and uh, I just um, had an interview over uh, Skype to uh, yeah. to uh, stick with the social distancing uh, rules, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, uh, just to find out uh, what life has been like for a, a typical family uh, nursery uh, yeah. during the lockdown period. And, uh, mm. and I think uh, you'll find it's an absolute fascinating insight to um, how they've had to cope uh, with the coronavirus pandemic and, the, and the, yeah. all the fallout from that and how they are obviously back trading again now, mm-hmm. what they've had to do to get back yeah. open. Uh, and, and a little bit about what the future holds. So um, here's David Rigby um, from an interview just earlier this week. Hello, David, and welcome to the show. Um, now, I wanted to have a chat with you, really, to hear directly from a, a family-run garden centre just how the coronavirus pandemic has affected your business and many others like yours, I guess. Um, but before we do that, uh, David, just give us a little background to um, the Pimbo Garden Centre up here in Lancashire. Hi, Russell. We're a small family-run garden centre. I think we're in the third generation now, and we have both myself and my brother both have children not too sure whether or not they'll end up being in it but there's always the opportunity for them to take over okay so it started off the fourth generation sort of uh in the wings wings. really yeah good very good so how did it all start off you were saying it starts off with my granddad and he was a show gardener he just used to grow and he had a i remember when i was a young child looking through sheds and things and he had hundreds and hundreds of these first class cards and second class cards and he used to grow chrysanthemums and tomatoes and vegetables and things Uh, all all the local uh, shows around the county i suppose i think that must have rubbed off 
started off with my father a little bit, but my father was an engineer, an electrical engineer by profession. Yes. And he eventually rose to being of a position of being assist, uh, the chief engineer, electrical engineer for Pilkington's. Yes. In, uh, Stellings. But we always used to have, we used to use my granddad's old greenhouses, but eventually we started building a few new greenhouses and we, we ran a small veg shop uh, out, of our front, out of the garage of the house. Right. And yeah. then we we started building a couple of new greenhouses and we started growing a few bedding plants and it just sort of snowballed yes uh, and, and after, all, the, all the time your father was working at uh, pilkington's when this was happening yes yes i mean mother was really was really running it uh it was quite handy that because my father's job was fairly well paid so it allowed the business to reinvest yes. everything it, it generated back into itself yeah plus also my father could put a percentage of his wage into the business so it allowed us to expand very very quickly yes yeah and build perfect. a business. perfect and he also yes and in 1981 he took voluntary undersea out to pilks or pilkington's and that then gave us a, a lump of money to be able to invest again into the business and that expanded the investment i mean the the expansion even quicker quicker excellent and and you've always been at the same site there in pimbo is that right yes it was it originated with granddad's house and then he gave gave my father some land to build his house and i'm in our house which my father gave me some land so yeah, there's three generations of houses on on the site at this moment in time. Right. Yes, I've got you. Yes, and and your um, garden centre and nursery is tucked right between a lot of them. Then. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we should e- explain exactly where you are. You're kind of well. You're up here in Lancashire, where where um, where I'm based, um, and um, so your uh, garden centre that's just on the edge of Skelmersdale, isn't it? Really. Yes. Uh, Skelmersdale was developed on quite a lot of farmland. We're, we're right next door to a pollen railway station. We're in a, quite a, a rural sort of position. Yes. You look around, but then on one side of us, we have the M58 and an industrial site. And then on the other side, we've got fields for four or five miles. We're quite lucky whereabouts we are. Yes. Yeah. And and in fact, I, I moved up north um, from Shropshire in uh, 1991. Uh, and I worked, I moved to a factory uh, just at the back of your garden centre there. So that's the industrial state that you're talking about uh, so yes. I moved up there I didn't know anybody up here at all and uh, being into gardening and having a new uh, cottage over in in Apley Bridge I sort of asked about of course for the nearest garden center and um, and and that's how I sort of uh, came to know uh, Pimbo Garden Center and uh, so I've, I've been a patron of yours for for many many years now and uh, and the one thing I, I I've never forgotten uh, I was after a lemon tree you might remember this many many years ago and uh, and I just thought, well, I just ask what I should be looking for, and um, and I think you said to me, I've got a, a shopping trip or a sourcing trip to um, to Italy, and uh, I'll bring you one back. You said so. I thought, blimey, that's good of you, and you did, of course. So I was yeah. uh, always grateful for that, and I've still got it. I've got to say, so um, I've been doing my shopping trip now to Italy for probably about fifteen years now. Really? Uh, yeah. So I guess that didn't happen this year. A, I was there last September. Right. I'm usually going. September. Yes. And yeah. I bag the plants I require. So 
base, we fly over, we get uh, met uh, put by the uh, the nursery we deal with, yes. and they take us, and we basically just walk around the nursery and choose the plants we want, and I tie my tags on. So I, I personally pick every plant that in theory is coming back. We'll take a small delivery in autumn, and then we'll take the bulk of our delivery in February. Right. Luckily. Yes. Yeah. So what happened this year, year then? That delivery came in around about the 26th of February, so it was so we were quite quite lucky in that aspect. Yes. Uh, yeah. We also I do shopping trips to other. And I go to Holland the end of January as well to one of my suppliers. Okay. And I yes. go to a show and I do quite a large purchase, and that also came in before lockdown as well. Yes. Yeah. Our location is very well suited because in our industry we class. Uh, the number of chimney pots of how well located you are and that's just a, a bit of a slang term for how many houses you are right. and yeah. whereabouts we are we're fairly equidistant from sort of St Helens which might have a population of 80 to 100,000 people people Wigan with another 80,000 people and then we've got Skemmersdale with another 60 to 70,000 people yes. yeah. so within sort of a six or seven mile radius of where we are we've got between 200 and 250,000 potential customers yes absolutely yeah so it's in a good spot a good road links to you as well yes we're fantastically linked right by the motorway it's very easy for all our suppliers to get get in and uh, we even have some supplier because we're on the motorway and some suppliers might be going up and down north all the time yes it's very easy we're only five minutes away off the m6 so we get our supplies quite a, a lot of our suppliers are very good to us excellent and and of course there must be with this pandemic and this is what we're hearing on the news uh, a whole nation out there of new gardeners do you reckon that's right i would yes absolutely and the problem with that is is the demand has increased exponentially yes but a lot of the major nurseries who do the production yeah are probably relying on quite a lot of european labor and when the lockdown arrived quite a lot of that uh labor went home uh i was just watching the news this evening and they were talking about farming and i think one farmer said he had 31 english pe- people who applied for the job and i think they lasted a day and they disappeared uh, yeah uh, well uh, as you know i i work in the food industry and a lot of my clients uh, just happen to be growers as well uh growers of mushrooms and and salad crops and things like that and um you're absolutely right the majority of their pack house staff their field workers are uh, European, Eastern European, uh, and a lot, you know, obviously went back home when, when things were getting difficult uh, over here before the lockdown, and and they found, you know, struggling to get people to to work, and they're incredibly busy as well, so they're they're in a, a very tough situation at the moment. So that would be the same for the the growers of your your plants as well, of course. It's absolutely. Uh, so the lack of staff on the ground, they've got issues with social distancing, maybe in the packing sheds, yeah. uh, issues with social di- uh, dis- distancing in yes. offices. And additionally, and this is a came to surprise to me, quite a lot of the haulage firms have still got a reasonable number of drivers in furlough. So there isn't the same volume or capacity in the haulage system to be able to move the product around either. A- absolutely right. And, and again, it's the same same in the food industry. No, no, no different at all no different at all so when did your garden center have to uh, close its doors in probably not not a date that you want to remember uh, actually but how far back are we are we talking now when you had to close we closed on the official day which is the 23rd of March 
March. 23rd which of March. Is what, mm-hmm. 23rd of March, uh, 20. And that's when the government issued the order that everyone has to close. Yes. So, yeah. so that was it. Um, right at the time when you were perhaps looking forward to um, a, a good summer. And, uh, and I guess that's one of your biggest uh, times for sales, isn't it? The sort of run up to Easter when, when um, you know, everyone's thinking about uh, planting out their garden, getting their allotment straight and things like that. So it's, it's got to be one of your busiest times, surely, isn't it? Well, April and May those two months could probably account for 35 to 40 percent of our total turnover really gosh yeah so right when it mattered everything stopped yeah so what have been the main sort of challenges then david during this shutdown period i know i've seen actually and it was a a very odd kind of site really i know on your website uh you posted some videos up there of um of the garden center and i've never seen it empty i've got to say and it was just just you there just walking Walking around, you know, and it just looked, you know, very strange and not right, of course, at all. So what were the main sort of challenges during that that period, really? The initial challenge was we still had a little bit of seasonal stuff on the ground. Yeah. Winter pansies, primulas and things like that. But luckily we have a local farm shop. So what we did, we offered them to them a cost price on a sale return just to move them, just to get the money back out of them. Yes, yeah. So you could salvage a little bit there at the, at the well, beginning there. We basically, we basically cleared the decks, but didn't, we didn't lose any money on anything in the seasonal type of things. Yes. The next thing we had to do was to go through the site and sort of look at every every plant on the site and try and work out what we could do to sort of manage it yes. and to extend its life. So I use the terminology kicking the can down down the road. Yeah. We cut things back. So things might have been just about ready to flower, we give them uh, a, a yes. Delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, ever hopeful that delaying. Um, it would just delaying delay that. until everything was open again. So a bit like, I guess, all the growers that get ready for these shows, like Chelsea, etc. You know, they've got to bring them on or hold them back, so they're just ready for that that week. So you were doing something something similar, I guess. Exactly. Uh, things like our tomato plants. <sighs> I felt sorry for them because as soon as they were just about big enough, we basically had them outside and probably had them outside uh, beginning of April, right. which you'd yes. never, ever think of. And you could see the colour in them. They were sort of turning purple because the cold was in them. Really? And yes. Yeah. Gosh. You really had to feel sorry for them. We were just about killing them, but just not killing them. Yes. And, and just slowing them down, really. Uh, slowing them down as yeah. far as uh, odd times when the weather forecast showed a frost, we had to then lift them all onto trolleys and bring them all back in Gosh, for the night and yes. put them all back out again. Uh, uh, and, and I guess you, you must have uh, furloughed a number of staff there or, or did you not have to do that? We furloughed all our staff. Did you? It was only myself and my brother left. Really? Gosh. So you had all that work to do with all the yes, plants? Yes. Uh, I probably never worked as hard in my life. And we're in 10, 11 weeks. We've probably had three, four part days off. Really? And then the rest of the time is seven days a week, 10 hours a day, possibly 12 hours a day. Good grief. And it was just manage, managing and trying to look after and just keeping the whole site looking good until we had this opportunity to, to, to open again. Yes. But we did start to do deliveries, but yes, it was a yep. bit strange because we had all this stuff, all these beautiful plants. But the only thing anybody had, 
seemed to seem to want to buy was compost. Really? And it okay. was difficult. To grow their own. I guess they were buying seeds or something online, I, I, I guess. Would that I be the thing? Yeah. I don't know. It was just strange. We were just seemed to be shifting compost. We had, we had, and we, we had a, tried to do online catalogues so people could see everything. I, yes. I took hundreds and hundreds of pictures and uploaded everything onto the website. But God. it was d- difficult persuading people to buy plants. I think people really need to, it's a touchy, touchy feely type of thing yes. where people need to, to see them. See it. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, yeah. And of course, every, everything on the TV that we were seeing, all these gardening shows and everything else, was saying, get your pot compost. Uh, get your seeds and, and, and a way to go. So maybe that was, you know, part of it, really, all your compost gone. I know I was looking for um, a load of topsoil, and and, and it, I'm still finding it hard to get, even now, you know. It close to being impossible. Yeah. We had, last Thursday, a delivery of compost topsoil and various bits came in. That was 24 pallets. That's a 40-foot Arctic came in on Thursday, which we closed for goods inwards. Yes. We opened to a tray in Friday, Saturday, and it had all gone by three o'clock on the Sunday. Good grief. What are they doing with it all? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the other thing that happens when lockdown happened, when lockdown came, is we, we produce all our finished goods from young plugs. Yes. And as soon as lockdown, and we juice everything on week numbers. So lockdown appeared on week 12 of the growing calendar, or just week 12 of the calendar. Yes. We spoke to our plug suppliers, and we thought it was a bit unfair to cancel the week 13, because we thought it was a bit too bit too close, because it was probably already started packing and sending and things. Yes. So yeah. we allowed week 13 to come in, but then we cancelled 14, 15, and 16, and 17. Really? delivery weeks gosh uh, we didn't know what was going to happen and there was if you planted up there's one thing buying a plug at one price but then you've got to pay to plant it and the compost and the tray and all yes. of a sudden invested a lot more money into it of course and then yes. you end up throwing it away you've then got to pay to dispose of it yeah so we just took the option of, of not, uh, not ordering it yeah and then just having the latter part just thinking that most likely it would have been open when that type of thing is going to come come ready yes. and we were we're not unique in the industry you know everybody did that and a few people took calculated risk but as a rule of thumb when you speak to the other people who are doing the same job yes about 30% of the normal volume has been grown for like summer bedding and that type of thing. Yes. My veg plant supplier, the problem with veg plants is they, they can accelerate and grow that quick. Yes. They've yeah. probably only got a one or two week shelf life before they've, they've gone over. Yes. Yeah. He basically used first batch, which we managed to sell through the farm, this, this farm shop. But after that, he just decided that it was going to be a year off for him. He's not, he just went, he's gone to sleep and really and awake. So that was the end of that yeah so difficult isn't it you, you don't uh, appreciate what what's gone on there so the the growers of all these plug plants then uh i mean they must have been in trouble really mustn't they with all these people you know like yourself after a while just cancelling all those orders from sort of week 13 onwards well yeah sort of to give you an idea some of the big big growers in the country i have a friend who's like in that sort of league and his peak plug deliveries could probably add up to hundred thousand pound a week really gosh so he can't they couldn't that stage start making gambles on that so they probably not they, they did only a third or so of what they would normally do really gosh that's incredible and i read recently uh, whether this is right or not but a, a third of growers are likely to be out of business by the end of the year do you think that's right uh, 
if you'd asked that question three weeks ago before mm. the guard centres had opened, opened, I'd have probably said very, very right. Right. Yeah. Since the garden centres have opened, the trade has gone absolutely ballistic. Right. And okay, so it may uh, not be such a bad picture after all. If they've got the stock, they're in a really good place. Yeah. The problem is if they've only got a third of what they normally sell at, their income is only going to be a third. Yes. But there is huge shortages through through the system. I have a, a perennial grower, and I was speaking to him today, and he was saying that they're working flat out during the day, goes home, has his tea, and I think it's like one o'clock when he's finished printing labels for the next day. Really? Gosh. He's that busy that he's probably going to be delivering perennials to me probably on Saturday or Sunday evening and stuff to bring them himself. Really? Just because the wagon can't, they can't deliver the volume of the, of the orders that they're uh, getting. Yeah, they're getting. Good grief! Incredible. So, what 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 plants have really suffered then? What are what are the big shortages that would normally kind of fly at this time of the year that that simply aren't there at the moment or are scarce? Uh, veg plants are really really short because. Lots of the veg growers just have just given up on the year. Herbs mm-hmm. are ridiculously short. It's nigh on impossible. My herb grower keeps sort of shutting off for a week, won't take any orders one week, just so they can try and survive and get enough product to be able to take orders the following week. Gosh. Uh, bedding plants and anything to do with hanging baskets, that is really, really scarce. You have to have to have some good friends in the industry to be able okay. to make sure. Just to call in a, a few favours from the people that you've, you've dealt with over the years, I guess. Yes, and I think they you're really struggling for the like the premium type of bedding plants, yes. sort of begonias and stuff, are so, so rare. Really, They're yeah. Both being impossible to find. Gosh. Uh, so if you see them out there, just grab them while you can, if you're look- if that's what you're looking for. Well, that's what I tell anybody who walks in. Yeah. So I can't guarantee what I can source. Yeah. And if you like the look of something, get hold of it. Because just get somebody it. Else will. Yeah. It won't yeah. be there the next time you walk through the door. Gosh. Incredible, we, isn't it? It is. What we did... We, we do grow quite a bit of our own basket plants and things. And we did have a reasonable volume of plants already on site before lockdown came. Yes. But what we did, or what we, we looked at doing, was instead of selling it as just a young plant, we just, we took the decision to grow, to, to pot up a lot of hanging baskets, because that also extended the life of it. Yeah, I think so, I saw that on, your, uh, on one of your videos on, on your website there. Uh, where, where and you had hundreds and hundreds of hanging baskets there. So you you uh, they were originally small plug plants, and you just grew them on and made yeah. up the baskets that way. Yeah, we grew about one and a half thousand hanging baskets after that. Good grief! Uh, we wouldn't normally grow that many, but the plants if we'd left them in the, yes. the units which we were in would have gone over. Yeah. So so it was just taking a, a calculated risk potting them on, hoping that, you know, everything was going to get back to some normality in, you know, uh, in the not too distant future, really. Yeah, the only mistake we made, we should have, we should have potted 3,000 instead of 1,500. <laughs> I was going to say, I bet they've all gone, haven't they, now? They have. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's at, 
when you take them and put them out on sale, the customers are near taking them out of your hands that quick. Really? Gosh. Yeah. i tell you something else I was looking for uh, this year were ferns. Are they, are they difficult to get hold of as well? Like the veg uh, and, the, and the herbs, or, or are they not so bad? Ferns, yeah, we could probably get hold of things like that. Uh, we're starting to have to shop a little bit on the continent with one of my suppliers, just right. because a lot of UK suppliers, not necessarily not got it, but they just can't get it to us. Yes, so, really. So you're going into, what, mainland Europe and uh, an island, uh, maybe? And I'm a really good Dutch supplier, and I've dealt, dealt with them for a long, long time. And they are very, very professional. Uh, they have a really good online web shop that I can place my order with. Yeah, and then uh, it arrives two days later, and everything is, is really, really good. Excellent, excellent. And you were saying when, when we spoke, because, um, of course, I was missing your garden centre. So as soon as you opened, I think uh, just a couple of days after you opened, of course, I was there. We had a quick chat, didn't we, uh, in the car park there, uh, socially distancing, of course, as as we as we do. And you were talking about uh, olive trees as well, and they're, they're going to be uh, a pretty rare occurrence, aren't they, you were saying? Absolutely. The olive tree is susceptible to a disease called xylella. Yep. And it's really prevalent on the continent. And they reckon if it caught hold in sort of Sicily and places where the olive uh, supply, that it could decimate the olive, really? olive oil industry, sort oh. of reduce reduce the crop to about 25% of its normal uh, volume. Wow, wow. So the price, of course, then would go through the roof if that ever happens. But also, that disease can also transfer to other species of plants as well. Right, okay. So if we buy DEFRA, or what it used to be called, I think it's now called Alpha, the uh, plant inspection teams, uh, if we ever buy an olive tree from the continent, within four days we have to log into this web portal and we have to tell them, uh, we have to give them the supplier's name, we have to put the delivery note details and gosh uh, and that then gives them uh we can't sell it until they come to inspect it uh one of the plant health inspectors visits us and gives us the okay and then we can sell it really so they physically come out oh yes to the garden center and, and check them out wow uh, that's if you import olive trees, they'll do that. And there's another couple of pines or another one that uh, is on this list. Really? Gosh. We also get random random inspections as well. So maybe every two or, two or three months, yes. they will just call on us and say, can we just have a wander around? Okay. And you to go around. It's a bit like environmental health. In yeah, too. I suppose just to make sure that you're buying from reputable sources and things like that, I guess. It is. Yeah. Uh, but the consequences of having a plant which has got infection would be that plant will be destroyed any other olive tree will be destroyed within a 200 meter radius of it wow any other plant in and there's about 10 or 15 now all the families of plants and the two big ones which are are lavender and rosemary would also be destroyed because it can transfer onto that as well yes yeah then they would put a a restriction on sales of any of those plants with a five kilometer radius of our site good grief so right. any other person selling would be restricted yes and additionally they would ban us from selling them for five years afterwards good grief well that's amazing i never knew honestly that kind of thing went on never knew that at all gosh so you've got to be so careful, haven't you, with your suppliers and the whole chain between them and getting to you? It is. The, up to uh, the 31st of December, Yeah, 
2020 with the Brexit uh, transfer. We don't need to get a health certificate with the plants. But if you, if we buy lavender or rosemary, up to this, we'd, every plant that moves around in the UK or in Europe also has to carry what's called a plant passport as well. Right. So we get, I've got a delivery coming in from Holland uh, tomorrow, and they email me a complete list of all the plant passports. The passport will give you its country of origin, it'll have a code for the nursery, it'll also have the plants and plant name on it, and it'll also go down to the batch number. Really? So, yeah. So it's it's no different to um, sort of my field of work in the food industry with movement of, of livestock. Um, absolutely. For the food, it's absolutely no different at all. Wow. But that guarantees the safety, of course, of all the plants that are uh, traded around the world, I guess. It does. It, 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 it's a bit complicated. How, yeah. when the plant passport sometimes is on a pot and it gets planted or it gets repotted and moved on, it's a bit difficult to, to look after it. Some smaller nurseries are really not really taking it on board. Mm. Some of the bigger guys have got the money and the staff are doing it very, very well. Yes. Uh, but it's it, we it's another layer of paperwork for us because we have to we have to save all the plant passports for three years afterwards as well. Really? Yeah. Incredible. So that's all the, the, the traceability right through the whole it system. Is. Yep. Okay. No, no different to the food industry. No different at all. It yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? But what we when we did get the go-ahead for being able to re, uh, re, reopen yes. under COVID secure guidelines, so you had to read the 50-page documents and yes. ask yourself, can you make your site safe for yes. your staff and general public to visit? Yes. Absolutely. Which is quite, it's a, we, we, we get some people who are turning up at the moment to assume the garden centre is open as normal. And we, it's a bit different to you trying to tell them that you are open, but not necessarily. It's, we're open with the new normal, not the old normal. Yes. And there's certain rules that they've, uh, they've just got to follow. It is. Yes. Happens. Yeah. It, so uh, you're open now. That's the positive news, isn't it? So, um, even with all these restrictions, and uh, so you've you've managed it. You've got your one-way system, haven't you, around the uh, the garden centre there, and all the sanitising of the trolleys and and everything else. I've I've witnessed there. So, um, uh, and it, and it seems you know a pretty organised, safe route. It must have taken a bit of a bit of thinking to uh, to plan that out. I guess it did. But we're probably going to keep seventy-eight percent of the alterations we made because sometimes you can be in a comfortable rut uh, yes. and some, yeah. you require something major like this that makes you think a Just little a, bit outside the box like the um the old ikea approach you know with their stores you've always had to go in haven't you and around this convoluted route all around their stores uh obviously well thought out and well planned so that you don't miss you don't miss a thing. So, and and that's kind of where we're at now, isn't it? With with all these places, it is a little bit. We we tried to make it so people could still go back a little bit, and we didn't want to make it completely, totally one way. We want yeah. to give people a little bit of freedom because I don't think people are coming to a garden centre to, to have the same experience of, of like IKEA. It's a hundred percent way, and it, I can understand where you're, where you're coming from. It it's quite annoying sometimes. You, you know where you want to go, but you have to walk half a mile to get there. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's we try to make it 
as comfortable as possible. We're, and when we looked at our site, and we're quite a large site, and we, when we did our risk, risk assessment, we said we could have 40 people on site in a comfortable, safe environment. And that really was calculating most people being in the internal areas. If people are external, yeah. they've had a lot more, but the problem is that people tend to congregate in one or two places. So, and that's one of the reasons why we have, when we're entering in, we have a, we count people in, we count the number of yes. the person, yeah, yep. clicker, uh, uh, in and the clicker to click out. So we can always guarantee exactly, we know exactly how many people are on site at any one time. Yes, yeah. And, and you feel comfortable, you know? Uh, I mean, I haven't been out a lot at all during this lockdown period, I've got to say. And, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home. So that's what I've done for the last, you know, goodness how many uh, weeks now, a lot of, like a lot of other people. Um, but it did feel when I was there a very kind of organized, relaxed kind of feel to it you know not too many people there and you can see everything like you said and uh, there's opportunity to kind of go back uh, if, if if you need to so it's um, yeah a good safe environment isn't it it's, it's, it's good we'll possibly upset a few families because we had a maximum of two people per household yes that's right yeah adults only over 16s yes uh, because the only problem with having young children is it's being able to control them, make sure they stay as a family, as a family unit. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But mo- most people, they've got to understand, haven't they? I mean, it's a serious thing, isn't it, that we're dealing with here? Well, you've been through a lot, David. You're not going to forget this year in a honey. That's, that's for sure. No, well, trade, trade-wise, has been unbelievably brisk. I bet. We opened, yeah. we opened, reopened on the 18th. Yes. We could have opened on the 13th of May, but it took us until the 18th to get our site right and ready. Yes. Uh, but in those 12 days we opened in May, we did the same trade as we did in the whole of May previous year. Really? Okay. So, so financially, if all goes to plan for the rest of the year, then it, it's not looking too bad for you would you say uh we'll be i will be between 25 and 30 percent down in turnover right on yeah. a year yes uh, but turnover isn't, isn't everything our costs will have been dramatically reduced a- absolutely uh, yes yeah got our rate reduction so we've got no rates and we've got our grant so yes we're quite cautious in that and we're quite an old-fashioned business that our parents taught us that we should always have a rainy day account. So we, we always yep. had uh, some money behind us. So yes. what would the trade we've done now, I would, we, myself and brother were talking that, you know, that if things went back into lockdown, we could probably survive until next March now without really trading. Yeah, so just by being a sensible um, approach and a sensible approach to, to business. Uh, over the years, really, and that's sort of put you instead to 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 last. Where I think a lot of people that they're then um, sadly they're they're not going to are they in a lot of different businesses, not just in in your industry. The, the hardest part we've got is the coffee shop aspect of our business. Is yes. how we yeah. restart that without it losing too much money. Yes, yeah, because you can't get the covers in, can you? That's the problem. And that's that's your expertise in the food industry aspect that's it uh, is, yeah i'll give you a few tips 
when I next see you. <laughs> well, David, many, many thanks for your time. I know you're incredibly busy, and I do appreciate just taking a little bit of time out to, to talk to us, just to give all the listeners out there just a, a little insight. I know we, we hear about garden centre industry on the news, but there's nothing better than hearing it from some somebody that's in the in the thick of it and has been there really so thanks very much for uh, for for your time and uh, we wish you every success now that you're finally open again and serving this nation of uh, of new gardeners out there i just hope they stick it out now they've started that's the thing isn't it really it is i think i think they will especially as i don't think they'll have many other options to do this summer either so i think people will be spending a lot more time in their uh, in the gardens anyway I, I think they i think they will and, and hopefully they'll enjoy gardening and um of course all the veg is kind of um uh, coming up for harvesting now all the salad isn't it and um um and all the courgette plants are coming up and uh, i'm just glad after what you said about um veg plants being scarce that uh, i kicked everything off in uh, february this year you know growing my seeds and and everything else so um um i'm i'm thankful for for doing that now my allotment's pretty full at the moment and jake's is as well you know so uh, i think we're we're one of the fortunate ones i think well thank you very much david and thank andrew uh, as well good luck to you and your team for the rest of the year thank you very much thank you russell no problem at all and if you want to check out uh, david and andrew's garden center their website is www pimbogardencentre.co.uk that's pimbogardencentre.co.uk well that was david there at pimbo garden center over in skelmersdale and that was just that was a fascinating insight wasn't it jake there absolutely yeah it just shows how difficult it's been and why we should all support local family garden centers rather than just going to big chain stores or whatever and also the uh, the awful thing about the olive trees uh, absolutely yes yeah uh, and i i didn't realize it it um it affected uh, yeah. lavender and, and rosemary mm-hmm. as well you know yeah so, goodness uh, me incredible so um if if you're looking for an olive tree or your fancy one i think uh, um they're going to get scarce i think as david said in in the future so it t- now might be the time to to get one from a, a good reputable source as well i think is the uh, absolutely the yeah yeah absolutely yes and of course the, the important as, thing with the plant plant passports uh, yeah yeah you know that was totally uh, I, I had no idea about plant yeah, passports me neither yeah uh, i mean i was fully aware of those you know because i work in the food industry about um yeah, passports for livestock, but uh, uh-huh. uh, never realised that for for plants and very strict, of course, they are yeah. too, and and I guess rightly so, you know, uh, yeah. bringing in yeah. uh, potential viruses from uh, from overseas. That's the last thing, of course, we want. Uh, Definitely, yeah. Now, so um, so thanks again to David for for taking the time out to uh, to talk to us there. So yeah, thank um, you, David. That was brilliant. It, it, it was, yeah, and and no doubt we might be back there. Uh, yeah. to see how they're getting on a bit later in the summer. Um, uh, I hope so, yeah, definitely. Now, um, some of us have got a bit more time on our hands, so we mm-hmm. can catch up on the, on the TV, our favourite gardening shows, or um, we can support Jake's shares in the iPlayer. <laughs> yeah. There. yeah. I know you're a great fan of the iPlayer. 
there. Yeah, so, it, uh, it means so, I can fit around uh, a busy life to uh, watch all my favourite well, things as well. That's the thing these days, isn't it? You can watch them anytime, yeah. really. So, uh, so what have we got on, uh, Jake, at the moment? We can be um, having a look at and watching. Um, well, I... I'm really enjoying the Garden Rescue show at the moment. Uh, some of the episodes have, have got Charlie Dimmock and the Rich Brothers. Oh, of and, course, yes. And uh, Arid's right. in some of those as well. I think they're really good. Ah, um, yes, yeah. I've been enjoying the Big Ideas Small Spaces with Monty Don. Yes, of course, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the Grow Your Own with Alan Titchmarsh has been really good as well. Yes, um, uh, this is Grow Your Own at Home. Have yes, that that's one? the one, yeah. Yeah, and, and I tell you what's really fascinating is seeing some of those presenters own... Definitely. ...gardens, isn't it? Yeah. There. Uh, and uh, and there's Frances, isn't there? She's down there in... The, is it Felixstowe or somewhere down there in, in Kent with a, yeah. a, a tiny courtyard uh, garden, isn't it, to, to her house uh, down yeah. there. But it's just been transformed, isn't it? Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it just shows you, no matter how small your garden is, you can do wonderful things with it. It is, yeah. And, of course, and she's great into uh, yeah. recycling again, isn't she? And uh, Yeah, she is. And all that stuff. And uh, just nice and bright. And, of course, they've got the, the best of the weather, haven't they, down there? So, uh, oh, of course, yeah. No excuse. No, no <laughs> excuse at all. So, yeah, I'm enjoying that, actually. So that's Grow Your Home at Home. Uh, uh, Gardener's World, of course, still on there. Yeah. And... Um, and a little insight to some of their own gardens. We, we're used yeah. to seeing Monty's uh, estate, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Nick's is coming along as well, isn't it? It is, um, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. not Nick, Adam, Adam Frost. Adam Frost, yeah, yeah that, that's nice. I like yeah. that, the woodland kind of garden and the little oh, seating areas. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course, Beach Grove there. Oh, yeah, the lockdown episodes have been absolutely brilliant. They, they are, aren't they, really? So, uh, and again, you have a little insight into uh, most of their their homes or their gardens, and yeah. uh, and George, he's always got loppers or um, <laughs> yeah. secateurs in his hand, doesn't he? He has, yeah. He likes to chop everything down. <laughs> I know he's like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah, thinking crazy, but uh, yeah, and all these little recycling gadgets from old milk bottles and stuff, but. Yeah, uh, but joking aside, lots of uh, lots of ideas, isn't there? That he comes yeah. up with there. And Fantastic. I love I love uh, Brian Slot about uh, perfect plants for the tight tight Scott. <laughs> yes, well that's but, true, isn't it? It's brilliant, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. And and I tell you what, I, I've just finished. Uh, I think I might have one more to go, and that is yeah. oh, what's it called now? Uh, grow, cook, eat. Grow, cook, eat. Yeah, now, you can only get this. Uh, you can get it on the website. I'll give that out in a second. Um, yeah, but um, you can get it on Prime if you subscribe to um, Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the third series uh, now, and uh, the, the the thing about it that I really like is it just takes one plant, um, yeah. one vegetable, and they take it right from sowing the seed right yeah. through to harvest. Yeah, uh, and that's all the half hour program is about. And uh, Michael Kelly uh, yeah. is the fellow that grows it on the allotment, 
and mm-hmm. uh, Karen O'Donoghue, the uh, the other presenter, she is a container grower. Yeah. Um, so she does whatever you can, grows exactly the same thing in in containers, yeah. and uh, and it's been great actually. They've um, they've done chard. They've done broad beans, courgette, sweet corn this series, uh, strawberries yeah. as well. Brilliant. And it takes you right the way through uh, absolutely everything that you need to know. And then they cook something a little bit different with it um, at the end of the program, you know? So, yeah, I love that part of it because it shows all, all the different things that you can do with different ingredients. Really imaginative. It is. Yeah, and very simple. Very, very quick and yeah. very simple uh, meals. And I and I love that. So, um, yeah. Um, and if you, anybody out there wants to watch it and you're, you're not on Prime or anything like that, um, all you need to do is to go to the website, and that's G-I-Y. Uh, that stands for Grow It Yourself. So it's G-I-Y dot I-E. G-I-Y dot I-E. And you simply go to the TV show uh, on the menu. Just click that, and, um, and I think every series is up there, including the latest one as well so really worth checking out there brilliant absolutely and of course we can't leave the radio out can we so um mm-hmm. uh gardener's question time every of friday course. three yeah. o'clock and again they're they're fascinating aren't they they're great yeah i, I love pippa greenwood and um uh, bob flowerdew as well yeah they're, they're fantastic loads of experience there yeah and uh, and it is it's the questions they get just from ordinary gardeners isn't it and yeah a bit of fun as well sometimes so that's yeah dead right that's good that's good right on to the bit of the show about um garden shows and events well uh this is going to be short and sweet, isn't it? There aren't any. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so that's the end of that then. So, um, yeah. so <laughs> no shows, no, no events on at the moment. However, however, the RHS, they have rescheduled the Hampton Court show for mm-hmm. September the 10th to the 15th. Um, right. So fingers crossed. You know, it, it's going yeah. to be on. Who knows? But um, yeah. at the moment, it's going to be preview day on the 9th of September and the mm-hmm. show on the 10th to the 15th of September, all being well. And the Harrogate Autumn Flower Show, that is planned also for September the 18th to the 20th of September. That's at Newby Hall right. and Gardens. So it's just checking yeah. checking the websites to see whether they're going to uh, be on let let's let's hope they are you know in Absolutely. a safe way it'll be really interesting as well because it's a totally different season to yes. uh, when a lot of the shows are on it's so very late, you'll get a, di- a different palette of plants uh, absolutely yes yeah so um well let's hope so give uh, yeah. give the industry a little bit of a a boost and uh, for those that have missed Definitely. their shows and and i'd planned to go to tatton this year and i think you were going to go to um chatsworth uh, chatsworth yeah yes yeah, yeah that's a shame because that that looks a mm. lovely show i've not i've not been but uh uh it looks it's a great setting of course isn't it there oh it's beautiful capability of brown what a genius yes yeah it looks fan fantastic so yeah. Um, if you're missing all those, you can still see a little bit of uh, Chelsea. Uh, there's a virtual Chelsea um, on the internet. You can either go to the RHS website, that's rhs.org.uk, and there's links on there for virtual Chelsea, uh, or you can go to YouTube, just search for virtual Chelsea, and there's loads and loads of uh, short videos from um, 
the people that obviously would have exhibited there. Yeah. Um, some of the designers uh, take uh-huh. you again round their houses and their their gardens. And there's a great one mm-hmm. actually by uh, Andy Sturgeon. Yeah. Uh, again, he's he's got uh, a small garden. Yeah. Um, at his house in, I think he lives in uh, Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a little tour of of his design for his own little garden in um, in Brighton, and that's that's a great little video to watch there. Um, and there's videos from the growers that would have supplied some of the show gardens and the nurseries yeah. about you know what they're doing, how it's affected them, and and things like that. So um, yeah. they're good little kind of short snippets, really. There, brilliant. Well, Jake, um, we've gone way over our wow. usual show. Um, yeah. And, of course, we've had special permission to do that from the boss, of Thank course. Thank you. So uh, so we're okay with that. Uh, no one's yeah. going to shout at us. But that's, <laughs> uh, that's about all the time we've, we've yeah. got for, for this month. So um, hopefully yeah. we can look forward to um, a bit more sun. It's, it's turned a bit, a bit wet up here, Jake, this last week yeah. or two, and a bit cold yeah. as well. I think that it slowed slowed down the growth of a lot of things in the greenhouse, especially. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's got to get better, as they yes. say, hasn't it? So, uh, so that's all the time we've got for um, uh, this show. We'll be back in about a month's time uh, for the Look next one. Look forward to it. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, if you've got any gardening questions, wherever you are in the world, so like uh, Tia in Sweden. Um, Thanks for sending that question, and that was fantastic of you there. All you have to do, you can email on skywaveradiouk at gmail.com. That's skywaveradiouk at gmail.com. Or you can send a message on Jake's Facebook page, which is Jake. Gardening tips from the village idiot. Gardening tips from the village idiot. So uh, check that out. Um, and anybody can post stuff on, on there, can't they, Jake? I think Absolutely. And the more the like merrier the more the merrier yeah yeah show us what you're growing um yeah have a little bit of chat a bit of banter and um exactly that's it okay jake great to talk to you and you my friend take care okay happy gardening happy gardening stay safe everybody terrific take care bye now you've been listening to digging the dirt the allotment show with russ and jake <laughs>